We are less than a month away from regular season NFL football. We are already amidst the full chaos of preseason football. Uh, it's a great time to be alive. Brendan, how are we doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm way too invested in uh, the preseason. So I guess that's a fault of mine. But uh, it's it's exciting times. Football's back. So um, I'm ready to get into it. I'm in 78 fantasy leagues, so I'm ready to keep it going. All right, man. Let's let's keep the ball rolling. Today we are talking about breakout players ahead of the 2023 NFL season. Now, we had a couple stipulations to this. One of them was no rookies. So we will not be throwing rookies in your face. And another one was they have to be like legit breakout candidates. We're not going to throw somebody on, on you who's already had, you know, a breakout season or is already considered a good player in the league. But these are true guys that we consider that could go from being just a normal dude in the league to a potential superstar. So we want to keep it interesting. We wanted to keep it legitimate. We're not going to throw any, any names at you like Justin Herbert is a breakout candidate. Okay, we're not doing any of that crap. But this is a fun one. We had to really dig deep into the, to, into the stats, into the teams. Um, these are already household name guys to some some capacity, but not necessarily stars, but guys that we think are going to take the next step into stardom. So let's just kick it right off. I'm going to go first. I normally let you go first, BJ, but I like this guy so much that I have to get it off my chest. Go ahead. Daniel Jones, QB for the New York Giants. I think he is going to break out this year and – I know he, he had his big contract and um, he finished, you know, top 10 fantasy quarterback. And I know this is not a fantasy football show, but <clears throat> I know that he's already had a solid year. But I think this year he takes the next level and becomes a potential superstar and a top 10 QB. His efficiency ratings are a lot better than everybody thinks. He was number one overall in true completion percentage in the NFL last year. He was 10 overall and expected points added EPA and number eight overall in true pass rating. So I think Daniel Jones took a step last year, but I think this year he's going to take another step forward and really prove that he's worth the contract that he signed with. Plus I am a huge believer in Brian Dayball. I know he can coach the hell out of a football team and especially develop a quarterback. We saw his uh, proof of concept done with Josh Allen in Buffalo and I think that he's going to do the exact same thing with Daniel Jones in year three, year four. So I think Daniel Jones really has a chance to hit a high ceiling here. And a lot of people sleep on his rushing ability. You know, he is one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. And I know that's a hot take to some people, but, you know, he's top five. If you look at the numbers, he's right there. So Daniel Jones is one of my favorite guys. He's a sleeper for me in fantasy football and as well as uh, real life NFL. I think he's going to take a step into stardom this year. Brendan, do you disagree or do you agree? I don't disagree. I think that it's a good concept with Dayball taking the reins over there. Year three with him, is that right? I think so. Yep. Or is it year two? Either way, um, no, it's year two. Year two. Year with two. Dayball. Yeah, he is uh, has been ascending since the year before. He was ascending, and then he really took a a big step last year and this step or this year, I think he'll take an even bigger step. So mm-hmm. I like that. The only problem is like, who's he going to throw the ball to is really what you have to think about. But I think he'll piece some players here and there. And his rushing ability is something very underrated. And I believe that Dayball is going to, he's a player maximizer. 
So I think that he will find ways to use that to win games and to have a little breakout season for him. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, you know, Dayball kind of reminds me of Vrabel where he gets the most out of his players, you know, like he may not have the best roster, but he gets the best out of those guys that are on his team. And so, and that I'm a believer in Dayball for that reason, separate from this talking about Daniel Jones. The one thing that Dayball has the edge over, I guess, with Vrabel is he is known to be really offensive minded and able to develop quarterbacks. So, I think that that's really like the key part of this. And I think without Dayball, I wouldn't be sitting here saying this with as much confidence as I do. But I think, you know, Dayball is really the, the, the big cornerstone in, in this pick for my breakout player. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I think the, the Giants are going to take a next step. And as regards to who's going to throw it to, yes, that is a factor. But they, it's not like they have like an elite superstar by any means, but they have a lot of dudes, you know, they have a lot of solid players, just some dudes, just some dudes. but I mean, they, they got a lot of them. They got a lot of young guys too. One of them could develop into somebody that's really, you know, like a, a solid wide receiver. That's a, you know, a go-to one, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how Daniel Jones turns out this year. I think his, his stats really, if you look at the, you know, some of the underlying ones, I think it tells a story that isn't really necessarily translated to what people have seen. And so I believe he takes the next step. I'm excited about it. And I'm also excited about your next pick. Brendan, quarterback, tell me who you got. Breakout player this year. So I'm looking at mine, my list here, and honestly more of some comeback player of the years. You know, it's like uh, Mm. comeback (laughs) seasons, teams that are players that were good. Mm -hmm. Um maybe fell through the cracks a little bit for some misconduct and then they um, excel back to excellence. And so that's why my quarterback is the Deshaun Watson. (laughs) (laughs) Now people forget how good he was. He was passing for 4,000 yards a season, every single time with the Texans and he led Mm -hmm. to the playoffs with the, with D hop. So he's in a, Better scenario here than the Texans. He only had four games last year. And, I mean, he was rusty. He hadn't played in two whole years. And you match that with Nick Chubb and a really good offensive line and a solid defense. And I think that the sky's the limit with this guy with Kevin Stefanski. And he's got Amar Cooper out there, David Njoku. And he's got a lot of weapons to, to pass the ball to as well as he uses his legs very well. So I'm excited to see. And I'm really high on the Browns. Um, I'm excited to see what Deshaun does this year. and I think he'll come back <laughs> and have a small break. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't. I might bend your rules a little bit with my picks, but he wasn't a superstar. He was good. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think he made it to superstardom, but he's had a, a large setback. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think anybody could argue either which way of, you know, is he already was he a superstar was he not is he already you know it can go either which way but we consider that he had a year and a half off of the game and the half of year he did come back at the end of last year it was ugly so i think 
that at least qualifies him to be considered for a breakout player this year because he's on a new team. He hasn't played football for over two years, just about. He played the tail end of last year. That didn't look great. And so I think a lot of people are sleeping on him and they don't necessarily remember the talent that he was before the mess. And now, you know, so I, I get the argument of people saying, you know, he won't come back from this. Like he's mentally damaged, you know, he, like he just can't do it. But I don't know, man. I think, I think the driving factor for me to agreeing with your take is, and I've been, I've been high on Deshaun all year too. Just go look at some of the past videos. But the, the thing with Deshaun is the, the people around him, the players around him, the coaching staff around him. I think that those will elevate those, that staff and that roster offensively could elevate anybody who's playing the quarterback position. So let alone a guy with the skill set that Deshaun Watson has, uh, the potential that Deshaun has, I think that's like the perfect scenario in which he could break out again. So we've seen it before. There's nothing stopping us from seeing it again, unless he just falls flat on his face. I really like it. I love that offense. I think I, I, anytime I'm drafting in fantasy, I want a piece of that offense at some point. Running back, the position that doesn't matter. Doesn't. Speaking of, we mentioned it earlier today, but Zeke with the Pats, kind of crazy. Didn't expect him to go there, but I guess Ramondre needed a little help. I don't expect him to do a whole lot. But... He won't do anything. He's just going <laughs> to be a player. He's just going to be a dude, like you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, just a dude, just a body to have back there. So maybe come in and help with some pass blocking and give, give Ramondre a breath or two. So, But in other news, back to the show, breakout player. This one was tough for me because I had four guys that I wanted to decide against or decide. I had, I was going back and forth between all of them. Uh, they obviously aren't rookies. We mentioned that at the beginning of the show, but the one I landed on was Rashad Penny. I think that people forget the talent that Rashad Penny has. He's had some struggles with injuries in the past. He's been put on some bad Seahawks teams. And I think with, if he gets healthy with the, with the um, with him paired with the best offensive line in the league, I think he is like he could erupt. And I know the only thing really stopping him is the 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 jam packed backfield and Jalen Hurts' legs as well. So that's the only thing that could hinder him from having a a nuclear type year. I think he could actually have a shot at leading the league in rushing yards. And I think one thing that people take for granted is uh, his like pure rushing ability and it's kind of gone unnoticed. That's, I mean, the 2021 year where last year he only played five games, got to hurry a little bit. So his numbers a little fudge 2021 yards per touch. Number one in the league breakaway one rate. Number one in the league yards created per touch. Number two in the league. So he has the explosive ability as a runner to really make a difference on the field. I think you know, I love him in this Eagles offense, the best offensive line in the game, one of the best offenses in the game. I think he can go absolutely crazy in this backfield. I love it. I love it this year. And I want some of him in my fantasy leagues as well. Brendan, do you agree? Disagree? How do you feel about him? So are you thinking that he's going to have a Miles Sanders type year or a better than Miles Sanders type year from last better year? Than, I think he'll have a better than Miles Sanders type year. Yeah, if given the same opportunity that Miles Sanders got, he definitely could. Mm -hmm. um, it's just crowded. It it's is. just crowded. It's crowded. Something interesting. So the Eagles, 
threw the air out of the ball for the first half of games, got up big, and then ran the rest of the time. So that gave all the running backs a lot of carries. But I would have to think the Eagles had one of the easiest schedules last year, and they have a much harder schedule this year. And it almost makes me think that those rushing attempts are going to decrease mm-hmm. throughout. So there could just be less opportunity. But he is very efficient, and he's very explosive, and he's still a young guy. And he has the best offensive line and a really great team, the Super Bowl runner-up last year. So I like the take. I think that Gainwell could feed into some of that time as well as a bunch of other running backs on there. My running back was almost Gainwell mm-hmm. uh, as my breakoff running back. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good it's a really good thought. The only thing that I he would have to do it on efficiency, which he can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that you know, it's funny that you said the thing about Gainwell because he was in the mix of my four. It was him and was he? so I had two I had two Eagles running backs there, and you know I, I mentioned it while I was giving the take, but I know it's crowded. And I know that Gainwell and Swift will be obviously they'll handle like third down situations, passing down situations. But and the the other downside is Jalen Hurts around the goal line will be the the one the number one guy. You know he does a little QB sneak thing where he gets the push, or he does a QB draw or QB ISO. So the touch Red, push, yeah. So he he may not have the touchdowns, but I think he will be predominantly the main ball carrier between the twenties. And I think his efficiency and his explosiveness will behind that number one offensive line in the league will, you know, prove his excellence. And so I think that he can do it on the efficiency. And I think he can do it with limited opportunities because we saw what Miles Sanders did, knowing that he's not as good as everybody likes to think he is and what he did in this Eagles offense in that same exact role. So, Rashad Penny is a big one. The other two that I considered were James Cook and Damian Pierce. And so uh, I still I still liked Rashad Penny's talent above those two guys. And so that's really what did it for me. I'm, I'm a bet on talent type of guy. Uh, so I think Rashad Penny is the premier talent out of that group. And I just love him paired with this offense. Brendan, you're running back. Let me My hear running back. My running back is a young star a young star that we've seen glimpses of, but he's just, and again, I'm bending the rules a little bit, but he just, uh, (laughs) he just never had all the backfield to himself. And now it's official. As you said earlier, that Ezekiel Elliott is forever gone from the Dallas Cowboys. And if you put a full season of Tony Pollard on that field, you're going to get fireworks. (laughs) So this is, I mean, everybody knows who Tony is. He came in as a rookie and the two games that Zeke, didn't play near the end of the season or something like that. He had like over a hundred yards in both games. He can, he's a good pass catcher out of the backfield and they're kind of, I mean, besides CD lamb, they're limited with who they're going to run their offense through. And mm-hmm. as long as he stays healthy, which he is currently, he had an injury last year, but as long as he stays healthy behind the Cowboys offensive line, if you give me a full season of Tony Pollard, his yards per attempt is for his career is 5.1, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And you give me a full season of Tony Pollard. I was going to ask you for your projection on what you thought um, Rashad Penny would be, but my projection for Tony is a full season, a full healthy season is like 1,300 rushing yards, 700 receiving yards, 15 all-purpose touchdowns, an explosion, and a true rise to stardom, Tony Pollard. Yeah, I mean, I 
that is kind of breaking the rules a little bit. But I do I'm see sorry. where you're coming from. <laughs> I didn't realize you were gonna you were gonna break down the rules <laughs> right when we started. I was like, oh, geez. No, I, I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that take and would would absolutely agree with you. And I do. I like from my end, I already considered maybe not a superstar, but a star. I think Tony Pollard is absolutely a star. I think he's a premier talent at their running back position in the league. And we finally do get a full season of him. And so will they will they give him the full workload? I don't know, but he doesn't need the full workload to be an absolute game wrecker at the running back position. Dude is arguably the most explosive running back in the league. He can do it all. He can patch – or he was – uh, you know, obviously a receiver coming out of college, he can catch the ball, he can run with it. Uh, dude's an all-around stud. You know, I've been on him for years in fantasy, so um, definitely agree with your take. And he I has zero competition. He's got Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn. And now Zeke has signed, so there's no more murmurs about him potentially coming no back. So the only the only uh, the only other option now is Dalvin Cook, and I don't think they're gonna no. Cough up the way bring him back. They'll never make that mistake again, paying Zeke for like $100 million for like five years. It's ridiculous. With Pollard yeah. back there. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, premier talent. Love him. Borderline mm-hmm. first round pick. Definitely a second round pick in fantasy. I love, love him. Wide receiver. This one was tough. I'm not going to lie. Because I really wanted to dive into the rookies, but I couldn't do it. I, you know, based on the rules, whatever. But I have a second-year receiver that had a solid season last year that I think is really going to take himself into potential elite status, and it's Chris Olave. I think he proved himself last year as a worthy and respectable wide receiver one for his team, and I think this year, now that he's comfortable in the league and he's comfortable in the system, he technically upgraded a quarterback I think that they'll really stretch the field using Olave. He's definitely the wide receiver one on that team. I don't care if Michael Thomas is back. It's definitely Olave. He's got the fresh legs. He's got the explosiveness, and uh, he's definitely got the catch radius for sure. But with that being said, I know I'm down on the Saints. I know that I'm, like, not picking them to win the division. I'm a Falcons guy through and through. So I, I know that. I know that, and I'll come clean. I'll come clean. and But I, I have to say this because he did prove himself as a talent. He did get a better quarterback, technically. We saw what Derek Carr did with Devontae Adams last year. And they have one of the easiest projected strength of schedules in 2023. So all that combined, not, I don't think that they're going to air the ball out or anything. But when they do, I think Olave gets the lion's share of the targets in that receiving corpse. And so... With that being said, with his explosive skill set, with his catch radius, and with his all-around talent, I think that he's absolutely going to work himself up into potential top 10 wide receiver status. I love him. Whoa. I love him as a Top as a 10 player. wide receiver status? Top 10 wide receiver status. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if everything goes according to the plan this season and he balls out and he makes progress from last year, absolutely. I think that... I think that it's hard for – I think he he would put himself in a position where it would be hard for anybody to argue that he is not a top-10 receiver. What do you think? Good take. I mean, I just struggle if the 
he is the number one receiver on that team. So he is going to lead the target share, air yard share, everything. I just like, I just think they're going to, even with Derek Carr, they've got uh, Kamara, Kareem Hunt now, and Jamal Williams. And I just feel like they're going to run the piss out of the ball for a while. Now, that might be a bold take. But top 10? Yeah, I mean, people's, <laughs> like, people are saying, like, if you gave a list of top 10, let's, let's do it right now, actually. Let's go Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Diggs Devontae Adams. But then you get, okay, A.J. Brown. So that's Brown. A lot of people would say C.D. C.D., I think Chris Olave is better than C.D. Lamb. On talent? I, or? On talent. I think talent-wise, Chris Olave. If I'm if I'm starting a new team, I want Chris Olave on my team, and I do not want CD Lamb on my team. Absolutely. If I had to pick between the two, I'm going Olave ahead of CD Lamb, and I would go as far to say as I wanted Olave over Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle would be considered in that top mm-hmm. ten to twelve. I mean, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson. I mean, you know, Wilson and Olave could you could make an argument. You know, one yep. or the other. The only reason Garrett Wilson's getting all the hype is because he got Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I think I think Chris Olave will absolutely work himself into the top ten. Now that I even look and th- make the list, I think he I think he definitely will. I, I like him better than I like CD, and I th- think I like him better than I like Garrett Wilson. You know, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be great, but. I think he did pick up a little too much steam solely because of the quarterback situation. So, yeah. But conversation for the other day, Brendan, let me hear your breakout wide receiver candidate this year. My breakout wide receiver is someone that everyone knows is good. Injury here and there, bad quarterback here and there. He's got a new system, a new coach, potential Hall of Fame quarterback. And they just had a season ending injury. To Tim Patrick, my breakout wide receiver is Jerry Judy. Wow. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. I'm just I'm gonna bet on top. His he's a route technician. The A dot, I think, will be a little bit lower with Sean Payton. And I think he's gonna be Russ's number one receiver. And Russ is gonna look for him, kinda like he used to look for Tyler Lockett. And okay. you know, his competition is Marvin Mims, who could be very good rookie, but also Cortland Sutton, who's just kind of, and then after that, it, it completely drops off. So I'm going based on the roster that they have, and for someone for Russ to look to in those situations. And I've got Jerry Judy. Okay. I just do. He's been injured here and there, had terrible quarterbacks, and I think this is the year that he finally breaks out, goes over a thousand yards, which I don't think he's done yet. I think I'm right on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you, go. you know, if we were doing a bold prediction show, if we if we were doing one, and maybe we will, maybe we will in the next week or two. <laughs> but if I was doing a bold prediction show, I would go as far to say that Marvin Mims has a better year than Jerry Judy this year. Why? I think that he was handpicked by Sean Payton. I think he kind of fits that system, you know, a little bit better. He is a smaller guy than Jerry Judy, and he may not be the route technician that Jerry Judy is, but again, handpicked by Sean Payton, 
And I think he's going to be the Tyler Lockett to Russ that Tyler Lockett was to Russ in Seattle. I think he'll mimic that exact style of play because, you know, Marvin Mims, based on the profile that I got, he's like more, more or less a, you know, Jerry Judy is not a deep threat guy. At least he hasn't been in the NFL. Maybe he was in college, but Marvin Mims is more of a deep threat type of receiver compared to Jerry Judy. And I think that with his ability, with his skill set, I think he'll be able to do what Tyler Lockett did in Seattle when Russ was back in Seattle, if that makes sense, if you're tracking. So that that's kind of where I get that image. I think when I looked at him, when I studied his stuff, that's kind of what I see and envision going on. And then the cherry on top was, of course, I've said it, but Sean Payton handpicking him, trading up in the draft to go get him. So mm-hmm. if, if we were doing a bold predictions take, you know, that, that would be it. But nonetheless, I do – I, I'm actually higher on this offense than the public is, um, except for Cortland Sutton. I'm not a fan of Cortland Sutton. So I will take Judy or Mims any day of the week, but not Cortland Sutton. So I like it. It's a good That's stuff. Fine. I knew you were going to disagree. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, not. I'm not disagreeing in the <laughs> sense that I'm saying like he's bad or he's going to be bad. I definitely don't think that. I think he's going to have a solid season. I think the Broncos offense is going to have a solid season, but – I just like the upside of Marvin Mims. It's fine. That's it. I haven't played it down in the NFL, but I feel <laughs> you. are right. That's why I, that's why I was a bull He's fan. fresh. He's fresh and young. He's fresh. Hasn't had the injuries that Judy has. All right. This one's biased. <laughs> I won't even lie. I won't even lie to you guys. Don't lie. I'm a, I'm a Atlanta Falcons fan under the table. I try to hide it, but I'm not going to. You don't My hide tight it. End. My breakout tight end. Cool. Do you know who it is? Armpits. Armpits, baby. Give me Kyle Pitts, man. I I love Kyle Pitts. Obviously, he's on my favorite team, but I like him for other reasons too. I think he's a breakout player this year because. Well, let me let me backtrack. Last year he had injured. He only played ten games, and he had Marcus Mariota, who averaged seventeen throwing attempts per game, league worst. So he had Marcus Mariota, very below average passer, very below average quarterback, period. And then, so he still had a like decent year statistically, just didn't like finish out the year and didn't get the numbers. But let's go back to 2021. And let's talk about the season he had with a respectable quarterback. Number two in a dot. Number two in yard share. And here's where it gets crazy. He had a thousand yards as a rookie. Okay. He only had 68 receptions. His yards per reception was the number one in all of tight ends, number four in all of pass catchers. So I think that not only is he a deep threat, but he's also the the red zone threat for the Atlanta Falcons and their pass catching core. I think that people forget the type of rookie year that Kyle Pitts has as a tight end. I think people forget that he just turned 23. And I think people forget that he was stuck dealing with the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, I I think he was, but you can make an argument for somebody else. But guys, Arthur Smith is going to run a very respectable offense. They're going to regress to the mean positively. 
in terms of passing rate, Desmond Ritter will absolutely not be as bad as Mariota. Like he can't be any worse at least. So don't sleep on the talent that Kyle Pitts is. I think that he's going to absolutely ball out this year. I think he's going to make his statement. I think he's going to kind of prove everybody else wrong. I know after one bad year last year, people were pissed off that he, you know, like fantasy football, for instance, everybody like hated the fact that he didn't live up to his ADP. I was tired of it. He got injured. And he was playing with the worst quarterback in the league. This year is different. I promise you people will regret not drafting, drafting him in fantasy. And I promise you people will regret not giving him the respect that he deserves. He will finish as a top five tight end this year. Mark my words. Clip it. I don't care. He is a stud. One of the best talents at tight end in the league. And Arthur Smith will use him properly this year. It's going to get clipped either way, for good or for bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. What do you think? Um, I'm completely indifferent because <laughs> I agree with you that he is the like premier athleticism at the tight end position. He's a big wide receiver in this team that doesn't have much target competition. I don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with your stance that they're going to pass him more this year. Oh, I definitely do. I why think why do you think that? Because Desmond Ritter is not the type of guy that's going to run like Mariota did. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mariota, he averaged 17 passing attempts per game, but he also averaged 10 to 12 um, rushing attempts per game. That's fair. And so fair. Ritter's not going to do that. And another reason is. Think, think, think of the style of play with Marcus Mariota. They bootleg. He scrambles out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. He's throwing to guys at the sticks. He's throwing to guys who are running the out routes, who are outside of the numbers. Desmond Ritter's not going to necessarily do that. He may, he may still do some of the bootleg stuff that Arthur Smith draws up, but he will be more of a pocket passer than Mariota was, which is good for Kyle Pitts, who's working the middle of the field. So if Desmond Ritter stays in the pocket, trust his O-line, who's underrated, by the way, their line's good. And sees the middle of the field better than Mariota does. That absolutely works in Kyle Pitt's favor. So I get it. I know the the argument that they're going to run the ball. They will. They will continue running the ball at a league high rate. But I still think that they're not going to run as much as they did last year because last year they had no choice. They mm-hmm. had to. Mar- Mariota wasn't going to do anything with his arm. I mean, he had no help on the perimeter either. So especially after Kyle Pitts got hurt. So. Kyle Pitts healthy, Drake London healthy. Kyle Pitts is going to be a force to be reckoned with on the field. And I believe that. I just, I think he just needs, he's one QB away. He's one QB away. What's your stat prediction for the year? I think he has 70 receptions, give or take, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. Touchdowns might still be a issue. So Six. I, mean, I can I, get I, with you on the receptions and the and the yards. Yeah, the, the, that's the only thing that worries me is the touchdowns. But I think he's like, I mean, with teams, look, with teams expecting the Falcons to run as much as they do, I think it's going to open up so much more with the play action and, you know, getting one-on-ones with Kyle Pitts in the red zone. I mean, if you have somebody to throw it to and get it anywhere in his wheelhouse, he is a, like, he's a monster. He's a, f- like, freak. You know, do you think that they're going to line him up in line or is he going to stand up? Both. I okay. think he'll be, I think he'll play a lot of slot as yeah. well. So 
I absolutely think that they'll work him around the field. I think, you know, I, I'm, I think Drake London's also going to have a big year this year. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely believe that. I mean, a guy that has a 30% target share is going to always have a big year, but I think that you like Kyle Pitts is undoubtedly the best pass catcher on this team. Mm-hmm. And I think they will utilize him. And I think that in year three coming, you know, healing off of his injury with a better quarterback, you literally cannot get worse than Marietta was. So I'm confident in Desmond Ritter. He's not going to be some superstar. He's not going to even be a star, you know, but he'll be respectable. Falcons will win the division this year. I'm going to sneak that in there. Kyle Pitts leading the charge. I love it. Brendan, let me hear your tight end. So you said Kyle Pitts is the top five <clears throat> tight end. Lock it in. So the other ones are for sure Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson. Okay, so we got Pitts in there. I'm going to add one more, okay? I'm okay. going to add one more. And once again, I'm sorry if I bent the rules, but I couldn't use rookies, and I really wanted to. But um, <laughs> this is a guy who has shown stardom three or four years ago, had a couple down years, change of scenery, and is, the, I think, going to be the primary ca- the primary pass catcher. <laughs> Look at that on the team. <laughs> Am I cheating? Am I cheating? No, no. I mean, uh, this is fine. You know, it's only, like this. I, I understand it. It's a good pick. The primary pa- pass catcher on their team with Daniel Jones. My pick is thirty-year-old, tatted up. Looks like he's in prison. Darren Waller. <laughs> he really does, though. Yeah. He's, he's a scary guy. I'd be scared if he was on the side of the road. Um, but anyway, I say this primarily just from his. I know he's getting older, but from the athleticism and the target share that he'll get and the fact that I think that Dayball is going to maximize his players and he doesn't have a lot there at receiver, just a bunch of guys, right? And I think that I've heard camp reports of Waller just dominating the target share and everything, and Daniel Jones loves him so far. So with him, Barkley, and Jones, and then a bunch of guys, I think that he'll be another top five tight end. With your pits pick, I'll keep your pits pick in there. Like it, hey, that's all. That's all I need. And mm-hmm. you know, we, we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna revert this back to Daniel Jones' pick. Go ahead, because I'm selfish. Go ahead. Sorry, but this is the the perfect example of like Daniel Jones doesn't have any superstar he's talking to, but he does have some dudes. One of those dudes. dudes being Darren Waller. So, I think both of them being in the right position under Dayball, both elevating each other. I like the pick. I mean, you know, I get it. You know, he did have a year where he was a top three tight end for sure, mm-hmm. but it was short lived. You know, we hadn't seen it in a while. 2020. Yeah. So 2019 and 2020 were his only years where he was that dude, you know, every other year. Now, I mean, he had 146 targets targets with 107 receptions in that 2020 year that's crazy i don't think he's going to get to that point but i think he'll get similar like that kyle pitts line i like that for darren waller i think he could get a few more catches just because of the offensive scheme in regards to the pits if we're comparing them but i think the yardage will be similar but i do think that he might be able to score a few more touchdowns just because there's you're right. You make a good point. There's, he is like the primary red zone threat. Oh yeah, pass catching wise. 
compared to everybody else. Because, I mean, on the perimeter, they have some good wide receivers, but none of them have the stature, the frame. Um, you know, all of them are like more more speed, more, you know, route technician type players. But Darren Waller definitely has the frame, the body style, and the build to be an immaculate red zone threat for Daniel Jones. So I definitely see where you're coming from. I understand it. Fun show. I love our breakout picks. I'm excited. It's too bad we couldn't do rookies, but... Maybe we, we should do rookies to... next. Maybe well, we should we, do rookies if you want. Yeah, well, we, we might do a breakout, like rank our rookies, you know, on their performance. So I'll be looking forward to that, maybe. And I do want to do a bold prediction show. I've been inspired. But we appreciate you listening. We will be back here next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.